Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lukather of Toto. Hey, this is Ryan. Hey, this is Chuck. We're in Black Top Mojo, and you're listening to Guitar Talk with Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody, Jimmy Warren here with Guitar Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, if you were just with us, you know, we just did an episode before this one with Justin Young of South of Eden. This is episode two. That's right, episode two for December 9th. And right now, what you're going to do is you're going to hear a conversation with a great young guitar player in a really exciting new band called Magnolia Bayou. And I'm talking about Dylan Palomero. Now, Dylan is a really nice guy. Um, I mean, he takes uh, a mix of music and he has just created a a really nice style and sound and he is a pleasure to talk with. I think you're really going to enjoy this. And if you're not familiar with the band, oh my God, you definitely want to check them out at magnoliabayou.com. They got an EP out that is really, really good. I know they're about to do a CD that's going to just take it to another level in that. So, uh, you know, they're one of them bands that's out there touring around with all the other young bands like them, like, I don't know, Them Dirty Roses and the Georgia Thunderbolts and people like that. So uh, it's really cool. So uh, sit back. Make sure that you got yourself a, a nice, cool beverage of your choice. Hopefully something soothing, something smooth. <laughs> You know, it's going to be good. So here we go. Dylan Palomero with Magnolia Bayou. Hey, this is Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, this is Dylan from Magnolia Bayou. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I've been looking forward to something like this for a little while. Oh, well, cool, man. (laughs) That's really good. Really good. Well, I've been getting into your music quite a bit, you know. Right on. Yeah. Seems seems we're perfect timing with, with our meeting. Yeah, well, good deal, good deal. And that, so you know what? We're just going to talk a little bit about you as a player. You know, we'll talk about your band and that too. But uh, you know, I kind of like to focus on on you know on you and your guitar playing and that. So uh, I know you're young, but uh, you know, there's something that always influences us in the very beginning. What influenced you? Well, um, early on, uh, I you know Angus Young kind of blew my head off. Uh, you know, being as short as he was and having the SG and just, you know, prancing around on stage kind of, uh, I was, I was, when I was younger, I was a baseball player and stuff like that and also played basketball. So I saw Angus Young do his thing and I was like, well, you know, if, if you're doing it that way, it's kind of a sport, isn't it? (laughs) So, uh, so that's kind of what, what got me into you know the sgs and the 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 loud amplifiers and stuff like that and uh of course Jimi hendrix you know yeah uh kind of showed me what what was possible with with uh limit limitless kind of thing um and then there's Dwayne allman tony iomi um dimebag daryl when i was younger uh still now as well and buddy dies so those are like the main guys that kind of shaped me to to be the guitar player i am today yeah that's a pretty diverse group that's really yeah. cool and and i know on your guys's website you guys even you know uh uh acknowledge tribute to some of the really old time blues guys yeah you know? well and you know i didn't mention 
those guys necessarily in the in the guitar playing world like right. that shaped me as a guitar player but uh my dad for example um you know grew me up on like muddy waters and howling wolf and uh of course i went to a buddy guy concert when i was like 12 or 13 and i was a metal guy before that and he blew my head off and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, there's this feeling I've got and I got to get it out. <laughs> so, so I plugged up, you know, my strat and started going, but, uh, I've since sold that strat. Uh, and, um, but buddy guy kind of, kind of catered me towards the, uh, towards the bluesier side of things. And, um, I still had my rock influences and things like that, but buddy guy helped shape me further along it kind of hit me at a crucial point in my life wow that's that's really cool you know uh you know it's it's always funny how we go through you know and and as i say you know you're still kind of young in that i'm an old fart man but uh (laughs) you, you go you go through life and you go through various stages of of uh listening to different stuff and uh and you end up taking away a little bit from everything but yeah, the, absolutely. But it's always ironic because it seems like sometimes the music you settle on playing isn't always necessarily the music of the style of the people who influenced you the most. Right, right. But you can you can kind of feel those those weeds kind of cracking through, you know, like right. cracking through the concrete, so to speak. Like they're always going to, you know, pop up uh, at, at certain styles. And, you know, you may have a song where – like for example, uh, I'm a huge Dwayne Allman fan, and and I, I play slide all over this this new record. Um, but the old record, um, for one, I haven't I hadn't gotten into slide as much yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now I'm a lot further than I was. Uh, of course, that's you know to be expected when when you start learning something new. But uh, you know the Dwayne Allman influences kind of peak peak out of nowhere sometimes it, it will play a really really heavy song and i'll i'll do a Dwayne lick and it doesn't seem like it would fit but it works you know so all those influences kind of you know peak up and and pop their heads in you know when they need to yeah so were you, when you were growing up in that were you in a musical family where the people around you playing as well or is this yes you the first uh, one okay well so so my dad um was actually a tennis player uh, in college and around that time he was he was playing guitar too and so so he got all so the, much he got he got my, all the chicks then didn't he because he was say that again? He, he got all the chicks then because he was playing yeah, tennis right, and guitar right right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got it for both both places <laughs> but uh yeah so he moved to Hattiesburg from uh, upstate New York and uh to play college uh tennis and he was playing guitar around the same time too but when my sister and i were younger he kind of gave up guitar but that that the musical um musical bug never left um and then i've got two cousins one on my mom's side and one on my dad's side um that were both guitar players so when i was 8 years old or i want to no it was 7 I, I was seven years old, and my cousin Devin, who lives in who lived in Hattiesburg, he told me one day. He said, "Hey, man, you know, I got I got something for it was like Christmas or 
or something or other. And uh, he brought me to his room and opened the door, and it was like the gates of heaven opened up. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw Marshall full stack and uh, Red SG just like propped up against it, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, what is that kind of a thing?" Because I had always seen that stuff on TV and and all, and my dad had a strat lined around that that was signed by Jeff Beck. And I know that was cool, but, you know, it was my older cousin, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. a thing. Uh, it it kind of puts things into perspective. And uh, he just struck a E major chord and just, I was like, good God. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like I got slammed up against the wall. And, you know, that kind of just reminded me of, or kind of, it felt like what Hendrix would have felt like. You know, but not quite to that extent. Right. Um, I was like, that's powerful, man. I've got to I've got to do that. You know, this is something that I want to pursue now. So I kind of I got a guitar the very next year for my birthday, um, kind of a Strat knockoff and little amp and just just started on lessons. My dad said, you know, if you get good at that, we'll get you a new one. Uh, one that you really, really want, and you know the rest is history, pretty much. Yeah, you know what? That's the that's the typical uh, uh, parent thing, right there. We're gonna dangle yeah. the new guitar in front of you if yep. you if you utilize the the funds we're spending on you right now wisely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a they got a uh, gold gold thing dangling. You know, yeah. hey, you know, you, you can have this if if you get good at that. Yeah, you you know <laughs> it, it it didn't work for me. I wanted to play guitar, and I got a guitar, and I took a few lessons, but I would never stick with the lessons because, you know, even though I wanted to be a rock star, I, you know, would rather do other things. You know what? It's yeah. one of those things where you want the end result, but you don't want to do the work. Sure. That yeah. Was me. And, and, that was me. <laughs> yeah, I feel, you. I feel that, man. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, sometimes you don't have to do a whole lot. I mean, you know, yeah. there's, there's bands like, uh, you know, not to, not to, you know, uh, say anything bad about the Ramones, but, I mean, there wasn't much going on. <laughs> Great yeah. music, but it's like, you know, I, I heard a story that there was one time they wrote a song that was, like, apparently too difficult or something, and they couldn't play it. And I was like, good God, it's like, <laughs> there are five chords, you know. This is not, it's not bad. It's easy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. power chords. Yeah, I was in my mid to almost late 20s when I started playing. Gotcha. And my right fir- my first band that I got in, my drummer is Kevin was Kevin Johnson and he was actually playing drums for Buddy Guy at the time. Right on, man. That's yeah. awesome. And so we would go up to uh, Legends cuz you know I'm outside of Chicago. Yeah. We would go sure. up to Legends on Monday nights. And he was part of the house band who had George Bays, who played guitar for Junior Wells in it. Yeah, man. And, Hell yeah. And Buddy's uh, bass player, Orlando Wright, was in the band. Yep. And uh, uh, brother John, John Khaki, played uh, the Hammond B3. Yeah. And so I'd go up and I would sit in with him on Monday nights, you know, and cut my teeth and stuff like that. And, yeah, man. Um, it's stuff, but you know, it, it doesn't matter how old you are or, or, you know, it's those, those influences sooner or later that bug comes around and it bites yep. you. Absolutely, man. You That's exactly it what it is. Yeah. It's, it's the bug, man. It, it comes <laughs> around and it'll bite you. 
Yeah. And depending on how hard it bites you, you're stuck. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. So I, I heard you say you took some lessons. So uh, are you a guy that reads music really well? Is that a part of your what you do? Or you would, would you say you, you got it a little bit and you're mostly an ear player? So I actually, in in fifth grade, you know, the guys came around and they were like, hey, uh, are, do you have any interest in uh, in strings or, or band or anything like that? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm interested in strings because I thought strings meant guitar, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so they came in and brought these like violins, violas and cellos and all this and that. And I was like, uh, where's the guitar? <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, that's not, that's not in this. And we're, I was like, okay, well, uh, not for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's move on. Let's, let's wait a year. Let's see what, what other things are to offer and, and so on. So, um, so the very next year I went up to do band Mm-hmm. And they tried me out on, you know, trumpet, sax, uh, drums, things like that. And I landed on saxophone. Um, so I did that for two years. Got pretty well. Got pretty good. Uh, I think I was third or fourth chair uh, at the at the at my prime, I guess you would say. But I was also playing guitar and baseball at the time, and I, I kind of, you know. Lo- took a look in the mirror and said, all right, well, I can do one of these things really, really well, or I can do all three (laughs) (laughs) half-assed. And so I I pretty much dropped the sax, and I think I played baseball for like one more year after that, Um, and then kind of just took guitar on, uh, head on. And so so to answer your your question, um, I kind of am somewhat – still in reading music uh it's been a long time um but that musical uh harmonic um knowledge kind of stuck with me so uh it's more of an ear thing now than it than it ever was um my guitar teacher was like you've got a you got a pretty good ear man and if you work on it uh like put on the radio try and play along to certain things it'll it'll get better and and keep on progressing and uh so so i took lessons from eight years old to 14 i want to say oh wow and then around that time i i didn't quit lessons i just was like hey let me just you know see where the world takes me as far as music goes and and was just listening with my ears wide open and of course right around that time i went and saw buddy guy and of course that kind of sealed the deal for the blues thing i was like that's that's definitely what resonates right now and i want to i want to learn how to do that so i went back to lessons for about another year we started on the blues thing because at first i was just like hey teach me uh you really got me and uh you know back in black and shit like that and um it was great and and that that has definitely shaped me into who i am today but blues hit at the right time around 14 and from 14 to 17 i was on a blues kick with the rock kind of second place and um when i was 17 i started magnolia bayou 
and uh, got my buddy Wesley on the drums, and Josh joined shortly thereafter, and we kind of just built the band when I, between 17 and 18, and uh, here we are. Wow. So, so, so how old are you now, Dylan? I am 23. I'll be 24 in a couple weeks. Wow. Well, 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 happy birthday. I probably won't talk Thanks, to you. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. Man. So, uh, so you said that, you know, one of your biggest influences in the beginning, of course, was Angus Young, you know, one of the reasons probably got the SG. And then yep. you said you're, you're talking about your cousin with the Marshall amp. Do you play through a Marshall now? Well, I, so for the new record, I, I did use a Marshall. I used a uh, 71 Plexi. Okay. Uh, cool. Loaned by my buddy Drew Smithers, uh, formerly of Bishop Gunn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were off for a couple weeks. And I was like, hey, man, you think I could use the Marshall? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, absolutely. Of course. And uh, I think it had greenbacks in it. Cool. Uh, but that that's the main tone of the new record is that SG with Geppetto pickups. That's um, a guy down in Austin, Texas, I believe. No. It's Tyler, Texas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but shout out to Mike O'Donohue from Geppetto. Uh, he does these hand-wound PAF-style pickups. Yeah. And I actually got uh, the Camelots in two of my guitars, which are the, the Humbucker P90 or P, PAF-style uh, Humbuckers. And I've also got a set of his David Gilmore pickups in my strap. Oh, cool. Yep. Very nice. Very and then nice. we also kind of had, uh, oh, uh, one of the secret weapons that we had up there was an old 60s harmony guitar with the gold foils. Oh, yeah. And I tuned that to open E flat for our song Preaching Blues. And uh, as soon as I plugged it in and just strummed the open e stuff i was like good god almighty <laughs> i was like these this is like the stank face was just plastered for the next hour you know so so if i was to come see you live you know what rig would you be using what amp would you be using live okay so i've got i've got a 68 deluxe reverb that i just got from la okay. uh, a buddy a buddy of mine out there was like hey man i've got an old deluxe i know that's your thing um i'll sell it to you and he had a good price on it and it's actually the coolest thing about it is it's the drip edge but it's got the black face chassis so it's kind of it's kind of like a a bastardized thing it's like it's got 66 67 and 68 components in it And then I've also got a 67 basement that I bring out sometimes, depending on how, how loud we can get. Yeah, I like and, the basement. Uh, but they're loud, man. Yeah, I like <laughs> I think the basement. Yeah. You know, I, I, I uh, have always used, you know, 50, 100-watt amps, you know, over the years and stuff. And then sure. I'd say over the, the last couple of years, I've really taken a step back. I mean, even though i got to say when I play live, you know, I typically i I have a couple of foosh. Um, yeah, I, I have yeah. an I have an overdrive in a in a full house fifty, and that's typically them with uh, with Mesa Boogie cabinets are usually right my, usually my thing. But I've really come to love the low wattage uh, amps. Like I've got a couple of the SV twenty 
uh, plexis, the new Marshall plexis that they come out yeah. of there, 20 watts. Man. Nice. I'm telling you, they, they, they can, they can, they can go toe to toe with a 50 watt, you know, any day Absolutely, of the week. Man. I mean, you could play them in a nice club or a small theater or something like that. And, uh, but those low wattage amps, I got a couple of the boogies and a couple of the two rocks that are low wattage. And they're yeah. great, great, great amps now, you know, with just oh, yeah, man. 15, 20 watts. Yep. And, and that's, that's my thing, man. It's like, uh, sure. I want a, I want a 50 watt Marshall, you know, it's at, at some point. Uh, but you know, we're, we're still playing clubs down here where the sound guy might cut your head off if you, right. if you turn your deluxe up all the way and stuff. And, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I typically like to sit between, you know, four and six on my deluxes. Um, I actually just bought some new speakers that are the warehouse guitar speakers, uh, greenback clones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got that really nice fat, uh, low end, but it, it's not too overpowering because those fenders, man, will, I mean, even yeah. with the treble, or even with the bass on zero, it's it's still got that that low end thud, you know. Uh, so I tend to keep that lower, but being that it's a lower wattage speaker, I'm able to kind of crank it a little bit more and get the overdrive that I want. Yeah, yeah, those those are great amps, you know. And plus, plus I like to you know, kind of kind of mimic Derek Trucks in the way that <laughs> right. you know he. He uh, does the volume tone thing and just a straight up amp. Um, unfortunately, I'm not able to get the amps that loud to where I can do that all the time. But I've got a couple of pedals that I kind of use for um, just an extra over the edge overdrive thing. Yeah, and what are those? So I've got a Jam Pedals Rooster, which is like the Range Master thing. It's got like an old military spec transistor in it. And then I've also got a, uh, Robert Keeley dark side. Okay. Um, David Gilmore's my guy too. And, mm. uh, so it's got like the multi effects thing on it. And then I've just got a delay at the end. And I just recently bought a wah pedal from jam pedals as well, which is called the, the wacko. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You, you ought to really check out some of the, uh, you know, I know getting a claw in is, is, is tight and tough for some people yeah. in that. But, sure. uh, I tell you what, the, 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 um, the tumness and. Yeah, yeah, the Wampler tumness. Yeah, the tumness and the Archer, the Silver Archer, yeah, are both really great clone, clones of the claw. And yeah. That, and what I do is, is I got, I don't know if you've heard of Free the Tone. Yeah. The yep, pedals for Free yep. the Tone. I got a, uh, what's called a Fire Mist, which is their Plexi pedal. Yeah. And that, and I, and I stack those two and I run my, my amps clean. And I'll tell you what, man, you can get any kind of tone you want. Oh, yeah, man. It's killer. Yeah. I, for a long time, I, I did the stacking thing. Yeah. But, but then one, one day I put the deluxe on. I think like five or six and uh i was like all right you know this is kind of what i want this is a good starting point let's let's drive it a little harder and then i got that rooster pedal yeah um and that was that was it that was like the thing you know (laughs) yeah 
No. It's like, this is the tone in my head, and it's out. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. That's it. You know what? And that's the tone in your head today. But two years from now, that could really, yeah, that could possibly, yeah. until, you know what, until you settle into your, to your thing, you know? Yeah. It takes a little well, while for somebody to create their thing. Absolutely, man. And I, I think I've got some, some great tools now, you know, between the deluxe and the basement. Of course, of course, pretty much marshals are, are basements and vice versa. I yeah. mean, you can tweak them and throw different tubes in them and stuff like that, but Fender is just the Americanized Marshall, you know, yeah. or rather Marshall is the British <laughs> version of Fender because Fender did it first. <laughs> Everybody don't kill me out there if I'm screwing with you, but that's uh, the truth. You know what? Tone is subjective. Yeah. You know, yeah. it really is. Gear and tone is subjective. Everybody, you know, has got their own little opinion. I personally, I really love the D style sound, you know, the Dumble type yeah. sound, but, oh, yeah. uh, but you know what? It's not it's not the end all be all, and everybody's got mm-hmm. their own little their thing. So your your buddy Bob could or, or whoever you know could come by with a with a new Friedman something or other, and you know blow your head off next week. Yep. You know, and it's like, all right, well the tone in my head just changed, so yep. <laughs> I'm I'm in uh, I'm in the pocket for <laughs> for one of these guys. That's it, man. That's it, yep. it. It's always subject to change, you know, and uh, you can't get, you can't get, that's why you end up, you know what, you'll end up old, like somebody like me, and you'll just have so many freaking guitars and amps and pedals around you because you've spent a lifetime testing everything out and trying everything. Oh, yeah. You know you what know? I mean? Yeah, and I think I'm, I think I'm pretty blessed for, for a 23-year-old going on 24, you know, having having a couple of vintage things now and and kind of yeah. that bug bit me and so i'm, I'm damned now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you're gonna be old and single you know you'll either be old and single or you'll be old and sneaking stuff in the house like the rest yeah, of us yeah put put the uh <laughs> put the new marshall in the old case right trojan right. horse kind of thing right right see i i i, <laughs> sched, I scheduled deliveries for the days my wife is She's a professor, so when she's teaching, <laughs> I schedule the deliveries, you know. So you got to buy them at the right time so they get delivered at the right time. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, my, my lady is uh, is pretty good about it. You know, like yeah. if, I buy, if I buy something, uh, you know, that, that's this or that, like I bought the Range Master Rooster uh, a couple, couple months ago, and mm-hmm. um, I also bought like a Tone Bender style um fuzz that just i mean it, it was great uh of course that was like in the in the thick of the quarantine there for a long time and uh so i got that and i was just pretty much playing it through my basement and the deluxe and i dug it it sounded phenomenal and it had the bias switch on it or the bias knob to where you could kind of get that uh dire straits tone you know where mm. it's just starving and um so that was cool, and I dug it for a long time, but the first rehearsal I brought it to, I stepped on it, and I was just buried. And I was like, this sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. If it had, like, you know, maybe three more notches on the volume, it, it might would have worked, but it, I just I just got buried. So I was like, this is something that I'll just keep at the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um 
you know, what, what would you say right now? I know, I know, you know, you've been with this band, you started this band now and you've been together for a handful of years, but what's been one of the biggest, you know, or, or one of the, the, yeah, one of the biggest challenges that you've had as a guitar player, you know, in, uh, in your career so far? Well, I, I think I mentioned this earlier. I, I had the strap there for a long time, especially when I saw Buddy Guy. That was that was something that kind of you know set me on the direction that I am in now. And so for a long time, I was playing the deluxe and the the Fender Strat. And for the longest time, I I loved it, but there was that extra like twenty thirty percent where I wasn't fully happy i wanted i wanted the humbucker sound yeah um and that once i got this sg mm-hmm. there was like a weight off my shoulders kind of a thing I, I was like this is definitely my my vibe this is this is what i want to sound like uh and then from there just kind of tweaking my amps and tweaking pedals and things like that but when when drew started playing a lot more electric guitar he's got p90s in his guitar and i've got humbuckers so we we definitely found that our voices um separately but we both use deluxe reverbs so some nights um he's cooking (laughs) and some nights i have to cook maybe just a little bit more um and you know due to the sound guy uh just kind of depends uh, but I wouldn't say there's there's very much of a challenge. Uh, it's just kind of growing into the voice uh, of my guitar in my head. You know, yeah. I mean that's that's what we're here for. You know, that's what we're trying to do is just get that that sound out of our heads. Yeah. You know, but I think I think I've gotten as close as I've ever been in my life to having it. <laughs> yeah. So, so would you say when, when it comes time to play, you know, and be in front of people on stage, are, are you a structure guy? Do you stick to a structure? Or are you a guy that takes, you know, risk? I kind of, I like to, I like to kind of piggyback a little bit on both, uh, kind yeah. of walk the fine line of both. There's a couple of solos that I try to do verbatim live. And there's a couple that, I'm like, let's just see where the energy of the room takes me. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is a lot of fun. Um, I know like songs like preaching blues kind of very night to night. And then something like take care of me, which is, which was the first single we ever released. I play that solo pretty much dead on. Um, and then there's also one on the new record. If, if you've heard it, it's, it's called sugar spell. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a solo on there that, kicks my ass sometimes <laughs> and rightfully so <laughs> so yeah well you know everybody's a little bit different you know some guys yeah. go out there and they do it the same way every time which is which is cool yeah. you know but you know other times you know guys just go out there and they just they just wing it every time until yeah. until something until something really cool just sticks you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely and that's that's kind of one of those things it's like if you're if you're in the studio for a long time and you're kind of tweaking your solos and Mm. you get something that's perfect that's when i i take the 
leap of going with what I recorded then. Yeah. But then there's also the polar opposite of that where it's like you go in and you've got five minutes till you start tracking and you just start listening to, you know, ACDC, the Allman Brothers, stuff like that. You kind of get inspired from that. And that kind of leaves the lingering energy in your head of, hey, let's kind of copy this. Not copy this, but let's go off this the same vein of, of playing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, There's no right or wrong way to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, once uh, that's just as subjective as tone, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. 100%. Everybody man. does it differently. Yep. You yeah. ask 10 guys and it's like, you know, you get 10 different answers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've, you know, I, I guess it's just because I'm I'm half senile, you know. I'm not sure I, <laughs> I, could, I could do the same thing all the time. But uh, right. it's cool, though. So uh, so you guys have done two albums, right? Mm-hmm. You guys have done two albums, um, you know. Uh, how, how, what's the success been like for you on this new release? It's it's been really good, man. We we actually fortunately we landed a uh, publicist deal um, with Tag and so he's been great um, helping us get the word out and um, stuff like that. So we've gotten a lot more write ups, you know, things like this, uh, like we're talking now, um, you know, probably because of Tom. Yeah. And um, so it's it's really cool. Um, you know, seeing seeing a little bit more of the musical world this go around, you know, in the interviews and you know, it's just a lot more cooler. <laughs> yeah. A lot cooler now. Well, you know, it, it, it just takes time and that. So do you guys uh you know, once I know right now, you know, nobody's really you know, things are really kinda locked down and stuff like that, but uh you guys got shows lined up for later on in twenty twenty one? You you know, are you gonna tour or so we are kind of, um, we're working on a tour right now. Um, our booking agent's working on some stuff. Hold on one second. <laughs> you <did that. laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm over at my drummer's house now. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, hey, drummer. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so we're, um, we're working on getting out there next year. Um, touring. We've got some stuff lined up for, the rest of this year, um, just kind of going by what the public health is, is uh, advising us to do, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but we, we're hoping to kind of take over in 2021, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys should be able to get out there and, you know, and do some openers and, you know, play some nice clubs and stuff like that. It should be cool. Definitely, man. We've been we've been blessed uh, so far. Um, to go as far as we have and play as many places as we have, you know, and we, we were. Uh-oh. I think I lost him. I think we lost him. We've lost Dylan. He's went into the world where there's, uh, nobody can call you and you lose your calls. He's talking. Are you there, Dylan? Yeah, I'm here. All right, he's back. All right. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. (laughs) That's all right, man. That's all right. Where were we? 
That's all right. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I appreciate you taking some time in, in chatting with me and, you know, letting me get to know a little bit more about you and, and your band and that. And I, I like your music. I really do. And, hey, and, thanks and, so much, man. And more importantly, I think it's so cool, you know, to see young people, you know, uh, being creative like that. You know, it's like I, I hate music today. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, well, I, I grew up at the time with Zeppelin and The Who and, you know, yeah. and all the good rock bands. And, and uh, boy, some of the music today just sucks so bad. <laughs> well, you know, fortunately, there there is some stuff out there. Um, you, you just have to look for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's like, you know, unfortunately, now more so than ever, there's more rock bands kind of coming on the yep. scene. Yep. There's guys like, you know, Greta, of course, and um, Dirty Honey, Joyce Wolf, uh, who's on our oh, yeah. Yeah. booking roster, and, um, you know, it's it's out there, but, uh, you know, it's it's underground, and it shouldn't be, like you were saying. Right, right. I, I'm actually talking to Justin Young from South of Eden in, yeah. in a couple South of hours. Yeah, South Eden's killer, too, man. I yeah. love those guys. Yeah, great band. And I, I had the Georgia Thunderbolts on. Uh, Love those guys too, man. Those are those are great friends of ours. Yeah, there's you know there's a lot of great you know, like you said a lot of great bands right now that are you know kind of under the under the radar, man. That really need yeah. to be known than that. Yeah, and you guys, I are, agree, man. You guys are one of them. You're really good. Well, thanks so much, man. Thank you. Yeah, and and I expect you to send me an autographed uh, copy of your CD. I, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. I appreciate that, man. Dylan, yeah, I, I I appreciate you chatting with me in that. Man, anytime. Give me give me a call anytime, and we'll talk gear, even if it's not on the air. <laughs> See, I like that. Right, I got a guy that wants to talk about gear, regardless. That was Dylan Palomero from the band Magnolia Bayou. Make sure you're going to magnoliabayou.com and checking these guys out. I know they're on Spotify and Google and Apple and. All those places. I know they're playing in the South right now in Alabama and Mississippi and places like that uh, to a few places that are opened up. And when things open up all the way, I'm sure they're going to be everywhere. And then that's going to be your opportunity to go see Magnolia Bayou. You're going to dig it. They're really good. I want to thank Dylan for being a part of the show. Thank you so much. Okay, so now next week we turn our attention to the U.K., Scotland, the UK, Scotland. I don't know which one it is. I don't know. I get confused about it because it's such, it's such an amazing place, right? My guest next week is going to be Alan Nemo from the band King King. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've been a Nemo Brothers fan forever. Uh, I think they are an amazing, you know, group of musicians. They're talented vocalists and guitar players. Uh, they've always had really good bands. But this whole King King thing, man, has just been overwhelming. It's really good. I mean, really, really good. And if you're not real familiar with them, you should be because they're that smoking. And so uh, next week, my guest is going to be all the way from Scotland. It's going to be Alan Nemo of King King. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. But before we go, I want to make sure that you're following us on all corners of social media, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Also, Jimmy Warren Radio. Uh, 
on Facebook. Uh, go to our websites, Jimmy Warren Official, guitartalkofficial.com, and sign up to get on our mailing list so that you don't miss out on anything. And then also know that starting January 1st, we're launching a brand new website for Guitar Talk, guitartalkofficial.com. We're going to have spotlights on gear. We're going to have gear demos. We're going to have spotlights on artists. You're going to start seeing a lot of video uh, interviews, which is really, really cool. And, uh, yeah. And we're even going to throw out a contest for players, you know, in the first of the year, which you're going to know more about come January 1st. So, until then... I want to thank everybody for continuing to tune in to Guitar Talk. My name is Jimmy Warren. Y'all stay safe and secure, you know what I mean?